Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode two of the Men of Iron Podcast. My name is Steve Blitt. I'm your host today. Today's podcast is brought to you by Castle Signs, serving Lancaster County for over 70 years, the highest quality design, fleet graphics, and vehicle wraps. So go to castleteam.com for all your design needs. Um, I'd like to introduce to my right, Garrett Barbush. Garrett's in the house. Hola. What's going on, Garrett? Not much, man. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. And to our straight ahead is Paul Leiningar, special guest today. What's going on, Paul? Uh, everything. It's, it's quite cold. Uh, it was spring about two days ago, but uh, now it's winter again, so I'm reminded of that. That's why, that's why he's got his hoodie on. And, that's a, right. and a man beard. And a man beard. That's right. And yeah. never give up. He j- never <laughs> give up. He just grew that man beard yesterday. It, is that right? Yeah. One day I just, I just squeezed my nose and, and it just popped <laughs> out. That's Lancaster County roots right yeah, there. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to have Paul. Today's podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, mentorship and how to sustain that mentorship through that kind of, we talk about that six-month law. Right. So that's going to be our focus. The purpose of our podcast, uh, we want to provide you, the viewer, with value, to provide discussion, insight, advice on mentoring, leadership, business, marriage, fatherhood, and so much more. And uh, I think have a little fun along the way, too. Amen. So I think since Paul's our special guest today, we'll do a little take five for Paul and uh, ask him some fun questions. What do you think about that? I love it. I love it. This is the perfect time of year to ask Paul some questions. <laughs> Maybe I don't know these questions, so no, hopefully I no, have that's, answers. That's what's even better. That's what's okay. even better. We're right, going to totally so throw you for a loop, Paul. Gia, I got a few questions here. You can you can use them or you can yeah. some fun ones. So yeah. I'm going to start with number one. Paul, favorite 90s jam? Favorite 90s jam? Yeah, 90s jam. Or you know what? Paul's probably a, you were a child of the what? The The 80s? Late sixties, uh, late sixties. So, so my so your my, era of music though was I was more of a hairband guy, you okay. know. Um, but I would say my favorite eighties jam. All right, eighties. I'll go with eighties. Was Journey. Journey. Okay. Mm, Separate don't ways. Stop yes. <laughs> don't. Uh, what he said. Which one? Which, Separate ways. Separate ways. All right. Yes. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. Was, oh, that's a Philadelphia band there too. I'd like to just point that out. What's that? Are you from Philly for real? Journey. Yeah. No, Journey's from San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're to- yeah, yeah, there's Steve's other just uh, making things up here. <laughs> They're from Philadelphia. Steve, not everybody is from Philadelphia. Right. We Somebody's going to Google that and go, he's wrong. <laughs> gonna say, there's no way Philly is right, journey. Man, I don't know why I had that in my head. Anyway, moving on. They've been moving to on. Philly. They've been to Philly. <laughs> yes. right, I got a good one for you, Paul. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just say eagle. No. <laughs> No, I won't. Um, I would say a lion. You know why? Because they have a beard. Oh, there you go. A mane. A mane. Yes. And when the wind blows, oh, it just, my mane blows and it's just amazing. (laughs) That's how Uh, Connie picked you up, isn't it? She saw the, she saw your beard blowing in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) No, when we actually, uh, when we met, uh, I had a close, a close crop beard. Okay. So this is, this is the, uh, this is the man beard. Oh, I can't wait for this next one. I just right. saw this now. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if I can. This is a good one here. Better looking, Tom Brady or Garrett Barber? Really? <laughs> wait, there's a different height thing here. Um, 
Easy, Paul. Easy. <laughs> I would say Garrett. There you go. Uh, yeah, mm. the hair. It's the hair. Yeah. I, hey. I like it. It's the hair. Yeah. Tom has and the face on this. and the shirt and uh, <laughs> everyone Tom. welcome Lex to the podcast <laughs> from Walk in Love. I'm just glad you didn't say the two of you between the two of Ooh, you. Yeah. Then I would have been. Yeah, we won't go there. Well, we <laughs> know who that is. Let's just be honest. <laughs> All right. So, what was Paul like in high school? Question number four. I was uh, a loner. I was uh, bullied um, and quiet. Wow. The exact mm. opposite of what I am mm. now. How about that? I want to know more about that sometime, Paul. That's going to be uh, not now. Episode might, three. Yeah, episode three. We'll, we'll have a session later. <laughs> I'll sit on the couch and you can write up, write notes. <laughs> All right. Final question for take five is: What inspires you? What inspires me? Um. Actually, my if anything, I'm not picking one son over the other, but my youngest son, Max. Um, inspires me greatly. Mm. Uh, he's a fighter. He uh, loves to overcome awesome. anything. He, if he doesn't know something, he finds it out. And if he wants to be better at something, he tries it out. Mm. And uh, if he wants to be uh, funnier than me, he tries. So that inspires me too. But yeah, I, um, just watching him um, inspires me because he, he also knows where my walk was. Mm. And one day he said to me, he said, Dad, I knew where you were, but I know where you are now. Mm-hmm. And that inspires me each day. That's uh, awesome. Hear, you know, seeing that and hearing that uh, in his life. He's uh, an amazing kid. But my other kids, are they inspire me too. But it, that just, that's the first thing that came to my, my mind. So That's yeah. cool. Awesome. Well, that was our take five with Paul. I think that was pretty good. Wasn't it? I liked it. Paul. I was okay. I'm, I'm hey, glad that's what they were. You on the spot. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. I got to give, give credit to you. That was, that was pretty darn good. Well, before we get into the main topic of our podcast, we got to talk a little Super Bowl 52 because we got a Pats fan over here. And of course, I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. Gary, we won't talk about his where his allegiance stands. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, <laughs> black and yellow. So, Paul, what's your thoughts <laughs> for Super Bowl 52? Well... I do look at the Pats as more of like, you know, they are, it's a, it's kind of a Christian analogy because they're like the prodigal sons. They have five rings. So apparently they went out and came back five times and they still don't get it. So, uh, but no, um, well, that's the analogy. The Eagles have been gone for a long time. Right? <laughs> that's right. But they, they, they don't lose faith. They mount up as wings yeah. on wings as Eagles. So they have faith in that. But I, I, I think it's going to be the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win. I think I want the Eagles to win. Wow. I do, because I know the last time that they met in the Super Bowl was just a three-point three difference, but there was also some cheating involved. Okay. Um, yeah, Patriots are famous for that. Yeah. Well, we and, know that. Um, but I also looked at the Patriots as leaders. They, they told everybody, well, you, you can't do it that way. You can't cheat that way, so don't follow us. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. That's bad. <laughs> no, I, I really believe the Eagles are going to do that. They should, because they are a better team, I believe, this year. Gee, any insight? You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan at heart. Um, and I know there's like this whole thing, like, Oh, if you're a Steelers fan, you can't like the Eagles. And if you're an Eagles fan, you hate the Steelers. And you know, I've never, I've never felt that to be honest with you. Maybe it's because Steelers have a lot of Super Bowls and Eagles don't have any, but, um, six rings, they keep coming back. Yeah. But I think in in all honesty, I actually want to see Philadelphia win. I think Philadelphia's fans deserve it. You know, they're, they're some of the most passionate fans. And I'm not saying I always is that agree what you with call how it? they is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> not sure I agree with how they express their passion, but um, overall, I just I think it'd be good for 
for the people. Maybe they'll become less angry if they win. I don't know. A I championship. Hope so. I hope so. They're, you guys are angry elves, man. <laughs> it might intensify their personalities. They, they like to like to say Negadelphians. Negadelphians. <laughs> That's that. really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know if they're just mad because they just got left with the Liberty Bell and that was about, you know. <laughs> it's the crack. The crack in the Liberty Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still ticked about that. I thought you meant the actual crack in, like the drug crack, but obviously <laughs> you meant the crack in the Liberty Bell. Yeah, okay. The crack got in the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Got it. Right, so Garrett. what's your thoughts, Steve? I mean, we know you're a Philly fan. Steve, by the way, is one of the biggest Philadelphia fans I know personally. Uh, Sunday season ticket holder for the Phillies. For the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, love the Eagles. Love the Sixers. Uh, one of the best videos of Steve was when, was it Villanova? Uh, yeah. Villanova won. When, when they won two years, ago. two years ago. But I think it was when they won in the, they won the it. Final Four. Final Four, yeah. And Steve, there's a video that his wife took of him jumping up and down on the couch. It's pretty good. Maybe we might have to incorporate that into this podcast. There we go. Know. Yeah, we'll show the clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I, I can do the same thing and you know, next week for Super Bowl 52. Will you cry? You know, I've only cried a few times in my life on my wedding day when my daughter was born. I don't know. I don't know. I hope, yeah. I, you know, for for happen. Steve's sake, I hope the Eagles win so that we can see him cry for the third time in his life. I'll so. make sure Ashley gets it on video if it happens. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gene, uh, you want to take us into uh, kind of our main topic? Yeah, of absolutely. Too? So, you know, the whole point of episode two is to uh, really kind of hone in and, and narrow in on this idea of how do you keep a mentorship focused? How do you keep a mentorship, um, you know, focused and sustainable? And I think it's very clear, uh, it's very common that you know, any sort of mentorship, whether that's through Men of Iron Strong 27 ministry, uh, whether it's in business mentorships that, you know, maybe some businesses try to get off the ground and running, there is that lull that hits. And yep. the lull typically hats, happens in about three, four months. Both mentor and protege are driving to the meeting and are thinking, is anything getting accomplished? Am I getting through to this guy? Why did I sign up for this? Um, I know in my previous career, you know, our business tried to get a, uh, a mentorship program kind of launched in the sales department where, you know, a more seasoned guy would get, and it fell apart. And, and, and really we look at that and we see that happening across churches is there's this idea of discipleship and mentorship that is really good. And, and churches think they're really, really good at it. Um, and I'm, I don't mean any disrespect to the church, please understand that folks, but we have found as a ministry and as an organization, the churches really are not good at this one-on-one -on -one, uh, idea of somebody coming alongside of somebody else and mentoring them. Uh, the idea is good and it gets everybody excited, but uh, it just falls apart. So right. let's talk about, I wanted to give some practical tips to all of our listeners, whether you're involved in Men of Iron or not uh, in the Strong 27 ministry. How do you keep a mentorship focused? How do you keep it exciting and, uh, you know, intentional and all those good things. So point number one, and we'll talk about this is to establish some incentives, establish some incentives between mentor and protege. Uh, and just a very brief kind of example would be if a protege has a goal and the mentor says, Hey, that's a great goal. All right. If we can get that accomplished, if you can get that accomplished in the next 90 days, I will buy you a steak dinner, like giving the protege an incentive to stay focused, but to keep things fun, to keep things exciting. And I know that seems maybe trivial, like oh, a steak dinner, what's that have to do with spiritual growth, right? right? Well, it is something. Guys like to be incentivized. So I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? But I've found that that's something that, that works well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. I mean, um, uh, there's there's also a, diff a different way to look at incentives because um, we have a one set of uh, protege and mentor that uh, the mentor says, <clears throat> no agenda, no meeting. Mm. But that speaks to that uh, protege because he loves the meetings. He does not want to go without the meetings. Right. So that's... That's more of a, uh, that's not tactile or anything, but it's just, that's more like if you want to grow, you need to do this and I, or I won't meet with you. Right. That doesn't work with everybody. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, but also I've, I've heard other guys say that, you know, you know, we get through this certain point. I, I would like to take your wife yeah. and you out to dinner, even your kids, because uh, they play a pivotal role in that. Um, uh, and then there's obviously with our church, you know, and also with the church, we like to break bread anyway, you know, so guys usually meet where you eat. Um, so that's, uh, that's actually a, 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 an incentive to get together. You're not just getting together to talk. You're actually getting together and enjoying a coffee together, uh, meals together. Um, I just thought the other day it would be good to actually reward, uh, if there was a way for us to track where these guys are, um, as directors, you know, when you get to this level, you all get this mm. or you all get this. But one of the biggest incentives that we have and, you know, every one of them has graduation. We do a graduation dinner with all of the protégés and their families and their closest friends and celebrate them that way. A really good dinner, catered dinner. And then we also give them a gift at the end besides, um, besides their certificate of, of, uh, of what they've done, but also a gift to go along with that so they can memorialize that, memorialize that as they go, That's great. Uh, go forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think with... <clears throat> with anything you're doing in life, you kind of want to see something at the end that you can that you can strive for. Right. You know, obviously there's more to it in a mentorship than a steak dinner at the end. But that's a, I think it's a great way to encourage protege and and keep the thing moving forward. Right. And I don't want to beat this you know like a like a dead horse over here, but I think I back to just uh, somebody, and I wasn't even like this guy's mentor, but I was inspired by some of these this guy's goals that he had for the year and. I was like, man, how do I keep this guy focused on this? Because if he just tries to go at this alone, like he's he's gonna fail, like it's not gonna work out. And so, um, you know, incentivized him with like, hey, if you get this done, um, and if you can accomplish this, what I'll do is, you know, my wife and I offered to uh, take him and and allow him to go down to Florida. We were gonna buy an airline ticket for him to meet with the guy that really encouraged him to set this goal and we would pay for a steak dinner for those two. Oh, that's, and yeah, like, that's awesome. And like th that was, and that's not to toot our own horn, but that is something that that guy could look forward to, you know, and I hope he accomplishes his goal because I want to be able to, to do that for him. But yeah. it's just, it it ups the ante a little bit, you know, like it, it really puts a, not that your spiritual growth isn't important, but it right. does put some, you know, some weight to things, I mm -hmm. think, so. Right, and when you, yeah, you talk about spiritual growth, I think growth, should be the incentive right you know like a guy a protege signing up to be a mentor he should have that desire to want mm -hmm. to grow yeah not right. just you know not just spiritually but as a father as a leader right and you know that's point number two is to keep a to keep a mentorship focused at you know we know this in in strong 27 mentorship ministry is spiritual growth like it's got to be the key component how do you spiritually want to grow mm -hmm. and and the way that i desire to spiritually grow in a year might be different from Steve. Our needs and wants may be different, but the bottom line is that spiritual growth needs to be that component. Right. And, and we see spiritual growth kind of being developed in 
God's word, prayer, and solitude. That's really where we, and you know, there's all kinds of things. There's tithing, there's fasting, there's, there's all kinds of things that you can do to grow spiritually. But, um, you know, keeping that as the center, uh, focal point, you know, uh, for the mentorship is, is focused. It should be somewhere that you're constantly going back to every meeting. It should be something that you're working on between every meeting is doing X, Y, Z for my spiritual growth. Right. Yeah. One of the, uh, the biggest things that spoke to our protégés and mentors, especially when we launched in March, is that word solitude. Mm. And um, there is nothing, and I mean nothing, like getting alone with God, taking the time away. And a lot of guys say they don't, don't have time. Well, you have time for other stuff. The most important thing you need to have is time alone with God. And we've seen the changes in guys. And I've heard guys saying, I need to get away and I had to do that this past year. I actually had to just stop and go away for three or four days, not away from home, but just doing nothing. And that's been a fruit that has, has just been, has been coming forth for these guys when they realize how much time they need. Because then you start there, everything else grows. Right. Because you're starting with the Father. That's good. It's been amazing. It's a good word. And for those of you that don't know, Paul uh, is, we didn't even ask you, on staff yeah, it's okay. with Petra Church and yeah, we don't New, care what he does. Yeah, in know. New Holland, Pennsylvania. <laughs> but Petra is a partner church of Men of Iron, and Paul is uh, responsible there for directing uh, the Strong Twenty Seven Ministry and does a great job. Yeah. So thanks to Paul. And I have a great team. Yes, great team. Yeah. Great team of people. You're right. Yeah. Uh, third point that we have down here on the agenda to talk about today on how to keep a mentorship focused is to narrow down the time frame on which your uh, goals and objectives are kind of set for. So, you know, one of the things when we first started the ministry was like, Hey, what are your goals for the year? What do you want to get done? Um, and really, you know, you see the statistics, Steve, on like new year's resolutions and how they fail within the first couple of weeks. And you know, so what we're saying now is, Hey, what do you want to get done in the, in the first 90 days, the second 90 days, third 90, like what, Break it down, yep. you know. So I don't know. I know that's something that we focus on as an organization, you know, in our roles, you know, and in our career. But I don't know if you want to add to that at all. Yeah, I mean, it just it just sharpens the focus. I mean, it's hard to look a year out and be like, I want to do this and do that, because like you said, that stuff fizzles out. But I think making it that ninety day objective really gives that laser focus to the mentorship. Well, and I've just said too, like it's it's really hard to look at a goal, for example, and say, that's what I want to do by the end of the year. And then to continuously follow up on that every single meeting, it's, that's what it's, that's where the law is going to hit. Cause it's going to get boring. It's going to get old. So to keep things fresh, it's okay. What do I want to do done in this 90 days? Now, if that's what you need to keep doing, then you can put that in your second 90 days again. But the bottom line is shorten the focus a little bit. Yeah. I've heard somebody say uh, recently, and I forget the, the source, so I apologize, is that you know, you have a goal for the year, but there's many steps to that goal. So breaking it down to 90 days, say, okay, this goal is at the end, but what are you going to do to get closer to that? You have to do these three things or right. this one thing. And then the next one, you, then that way you're taking the steps to it as opposed to jumping stairs and uh, saying I accomplished it, but you actually missed a lot of points in between. And checking off is one thing, but actually doing it right is, is the right. best thing. Yeah. Well, the Steve, I know you're going to talk a little bit more about this one too, but how to keep you know things focused and 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 really narrowed in on this idea of sustainability within a mentorship. Um, 
like stay committed no matter what. Stay committed to your meetings regardless of what's going on in life. Everyone's busy. Okay, that's not an excuse. Everyone's busy, but we, I think, Paul, you said it. Like, we all make time for things that are important to us. So, you know, I use this analogy all the time. Like, I'm married. I've got a job. I've got two kids. You know, I'm a leader in the community, whatever you want to call it. But bottom line is, I like to play golf. And so, it doesn't matter how busy I am, I find time to play golf because I like to do it. So, there's TJ Musidis, CEO, founder, owner, walk in love. Um, so, humble host. I am actually headed to my mentorship meeting right wow. now. Look at that. And I just had a baby last week. Talk about commitment. And I haven't also. been feeling well, <laughs> but it matters. And so I'm going to do it. Love so it. I legit love did it. not plan this, but amen. 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 <laughs> amen. See you. Mic drop. Mic drop. Right. Walk in love. Thanks, walk in TJ. love. But, but that's it. There you go. There's a prime example. He did not plan that. Um, <laughs> Okay, TJ literally just had a baby last week. Not feeling, and he was sick. He was like legit his, sick. His wife had a baby. Well, his wife had a baby. Yes, Brooke they had, had a baby point. together. Yes, <laughs> women are a lot tougher than men. That's just all there is yep. to it. No question. Uh, but anyway, stay committed. And I think about examples. I know Stevie, you have an example. Yep. But we just a couple years ago, uh, this was early on when we started as an organization as a ministry. Uh, there were two guys, Tom Mason and Randy Hershey. Uh, mentor and protege, and they met every other Friday at something crazy like 4.30 or 5 a.m. And they did that all year long, and it was to the point that they didn't even have it on their calendars because it just became expected that they were going to meet. That was what they did. They stayed committed no matter what because that's what worked with their schedule. So I know you have an example as well. Yeah, it was the same thing with uh, me and Lou Zoller, my mentor. It was every other Thursday, 5.30 a.m. at the McDonald's, uh, and we knew we were going to be there. You know, it wasn't like... He's sending me a text, making sure I'm there. We were just there. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's the same way with uh, my protege and I. It's every other Tuesday. It's either Starbucks or, well, I won't name names, uh, but it's either a coffee place or a coffee place. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's on the calendar and uh, it's consistent. Uh, as far as also consistency, I think it boils down to the directors too, is staying connected with the mentors and proteges and giving them the encouragement that they need and um, and doing that on a consistent basis as well because they they need that they need encouragement they also need to know that wow um that's a new thought i needed to to apply you know uh, so yeah it's been it's been amazing the the last piece i want to make and then i or the last point i want to make and then i want to get into kind of a final piece to wrap up the podcast but it is get your families involved you know um get to know the wives you know introduce your wives mentor and protege introduce your kids to each other have each other over for dinner lunch whatever it is like in, include the families because when you include the families again that's a bigger incentive to stay committed to the process right um but the goal should be in a mentorship to build friendships right. i mean that's that's right. really what you're looking to do and and if if i if steve if you're mentoring me and we can introduce our wives and they can hit it off right and our daughters can then get together and it, yeah, it awesome. just makes it that much more effective. It starts to flow from man to family to community to right. church to changing the culture. Right. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, it's more it's more than just meeting every other week. It's you're you're doing life together. Like you guys are pouring into each other and being honest and open and vulnerable. And I think that yeah, bringing the families together is just a natural next step, right? And, and I want, Paul, I want you to chime in here on this last last point. It's, you know, this whole idea of keeping mentorships focused. 
the bottom line is this, you know, we actually face as a ministry probably more struggles with keeping the ministry alive and active at a church and energized, you know, than we do. We, we have to work really hard at that as a ministry. Like how do we, and, and, and I've mauled over this for years. It's like, man, why is this so hard? Why is this idea of mentorship, discipleship, like, why is it so hard? And, and I basically, instead of trying to figure it out, I've just basically come to this realization, and I'm set on this, is like, it's hard. It is really hard. Right. It does not come naturally. Um, it goes against everything our culture says with ease and comfort. Like, you can't hide in a mentorship. And it's, it, it's not, I think sometimes we don't want to make it a priority because it's like, well, I could just sleep in or I could be with my family or I could be staying at work longer and making more money, whatever it is, mentoring and discipling is hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why you need to literally look at ways to how put implement ways and implement things to keep the mentorship focused. It's difficult. It's hard. It's just the bottom line. Yep. And so if churches think they're going to launch this thing and it's going to be easy, they're wrong. I don't know. You guys chime in. I'm talking too much. I'm all passionate and pumped up over here. <laughs> Well, I think the biggest thing, which is what we found over the years, is that, you know, first you have to get it launched, okay? But then you, being able to put in the, in the front examples, the protégés that went through it, the, the mentors that went through it, give them a voice in the church saying, look what it's done in our lives. Look at, look at the, uh, the opportunities that I have now taken in my life because of that. Um, one of the biggest things I find with men is that they are only open to a certain point. And you mentioned that they're only open to a certain point and the trust factor and men are not emotional. They're just, they just do. Uh, and I wouldn't say they're not, they don't have emotions. They just don't tend to put them out or they're very surface. And when you start digging deep, it's like, it's like you forgot to call PA one, you just hit the power line and it just shuts everything off. Um, uh, what I've enjoyed so much about the, the Men of Iron uh, Strong 27 program is that it's strategic. Men like strategy. So those, those and, and every uh, uh, point that you put in your book about power, about anger, about, these are, these are bullet points. These are main topics that men struggle with. It's not, it's not um, hearsay conversations where, you know, yeah, it, you can have mentor, you show up, you have coffee, how's the kids and all that, and you talk about football like we just did, but it's deeper than that. And that's what Strong 27 has been doing. And that's why it's made a difference in our church. Mm. It's made a difference in all these other churches mm. and especially in your community, your community model. Right. Um, it's, it has a place to go right. That's right. and to go further. It's not just the 12 month commitment. It changes the life there forward. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Well guys, thanks for coming on today, Paul, for you for coming in and yeah. Steve for putting the agenda together and working all the technical side of things. Um, so just some, some final thoughts and some things coming up that you guys can, listeners and viewers can be on the uh, lookout for. We've got some launches of the ministry coming up in February in Ohio, um, March in Lancaster and Florida, and then April in New Jersey. And so uh, we'll, be, we'll be hitting a lot of men here uh, coming up in the first quarter. Uh, final thoughts, if you're listening, you're watching, you can check out our podcast on iTunes, menofiron.org backslash M-O-I podcast. We'll take yep. you there to subscribe. 
Uh, and we would love l- feedback from our listeners. Yeah, definitely. So if you're out there and you're listening to this or you're watching, uh, you can get in touch with us on social media or email us at info at menofiron.org. Uh, let us know some topics you want us to talk about, maybe guests on the podcast like Manly Men Like Paul oh, yeah. uh, and all that good stuff. I don't but know if we can top Paul. I don't know. We can't top the beard. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's bigger beards. There's bigger beards. <laughs> Bottom line is, man, we appreciate everyone's support, uh, whether yeah. you're involved in the ministry or whether you're a financial contributor, whether you're a prayer warrior for us, whatever it might be, man, we're grateful for it. Definitely. And um, Stevie, yeah, want to thank our sponsor one last time. Yeah, we'd like to uh, thank Castle Signs, our sponsor for today's podcast, episode two. Uh, like I said, they've been serving Lancaster County for over 70 years. Go to castleteen.com. All right. That's it. All right, guys. Thank hey. you to Walk in Love for the studio. Yeah, time. Walk in Love. Thank you guys for the studio time. God bless you. We'll see you guys episode three coming up next month. Yeah. Blessings, honor, glory, and power. Adios.